This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, we've packed a number of shows together to give you some highlights. I know you're going to enjoy the show. Thank you for being with us today. Our guest is Tyler Chester. Thanks for being on the show, Tyler. Thank you so much for having me, Whitney. Tyler and I were just talking, and I was just taking some calls earlier, right before this interview, and a specific question from somebody that's getting into this business is how to build that relationship with a real estate broker, with somebody that's in that space when you're just getting started. And so help us to get started. You know, for the listener who's pursuing that right now, obviously they're looking for deals, and it's not like there's an abundance of great deals at the moment, but we heavily rely on somebody like yourself when we're looking for those deals, right? And so, you know, help us to know how to approach somebody like yourself the first time where we're just sure. getting into the business. You know, or maybe maybe we've even had a successful business or a career doing something else, but we're just now pursuing, say, multifamily apartment complexes. Yeah, and I mean, honestly, you know, if you look at it right, like right now in this point in time in the market cycle, it is, we're looking at supply and demand and there's a low amount of supply and there's a heavy amount of demand. So you've got to take that in consideration as an investor and you have to also consider the perspective of brokers that you may or may not be dealing with or brokers that you want to get on their list. You want to be on their kind of radar as someone who, you know, is willing and able to close a transaction. And so I think that's the first thing is to have a full perspective of the reality that most of your brokers that are doing a lot of transactions are extremely busy right now in this market. I mean, there's a huge amount of demand. They're looking for deals. They're building relationships. They're putting deals in front of people who they know have proven to be able to transact. And so you have got to have that in perspective of, okay, I've got to be able to act quickly. I've got to be able to be knowledgeable. I have to be able to get the deal done at the end of the day. And I've got to make life a little bit easier for this broker if I want him or her to send me opportunities, to put me in front of the opportunities that are so rare right now, as you mentioned. So I think that's one of the first keys if you're just getting into this business is to really kind of make it easier. Just be easy to do business with, I think, is one of the very first steps that you should take for any type of business, but particularly in this market cycle when there's so much competition to set yourself apart from other buyers is to really say, all right, you know, I'm going to be able to analyze this deal very quickly. I'm going to be able to get you clear and concise questions so we can follow up. And we're going to get closer. We're going to move forward. We're always going to be moving forward towards a transaction, which brokers are paid on transactions. So you've got to have that perspective. I think that's one of the first steps for a new buyer in this market. So a few things, you know, you mentioned there, I just want us to dig in a little bit. So obviously, you were talking about, though, uh, think about the perspective of the broker. It's really good, right? I mean, we need to think about, obviously, you know, how they're getting paid. They want they want to know who their buyers are, right? I mean, that's, that's how they make their money. That's how they're putting bread on the table. Absolutely. So getting on their buyers, you know, quote, buyers list, right? You know, or at least being in your mind... So like you get this deal or seller contacts you, you contact him, whatever, you know, you're starting, you know, you know, this property's for sale. I want to be the person you think of, right? I want to right. be that person that you have my cell phone number and right then, like, you're like, okay, you know, I'm going to call Whitney right now and see if he's interested in this deal. Like that's, that's where I want to be on your list, right? And so help us to get there. And, and even though I think it's important to understand it's not going to happen in the first week that we meet probably. But I want to be on that track to get there and I want to help the listener to get get to that spot where somebody like yourself has their cell phone number and knows them as as that buyer. And so 
that you're putting deals in front of. So becoming knowledgeable, I guess, tell me a little bit about, you know, we're not going to know everything about the industry even many years in, but at least to get started, what shows somebody like yourself that I studied and that I, I understand mostly what I'm talking about? Well, there are a few things that you can do. Number one, I'd want to be clear and upfront of, you know, here's where I'm sourcing my equity and here's where I'm sourcing my debt. You know, I'd want to, you know, kind of be all upfront and show your cards about your business model, your behind the scenes business model of how are you going to actually close transactions? And then maybe if you haven't closed transactions yourself, who on your team has and put me in contact with them. Let's talk about Who's going to actually be signing on this debt? Who's your sponsor? You know, who, who else are you working with? You know, what other service providers are you going to be bringing in on this transaction? And show me that you actually have some at least wide perspective of all it's going to take to get this deal done. Because, you know, as I mentioned just a minute ago, especially in this market, we've got to be able to move quickly and we've got to be able to move through due diligence quickly. So if we're lucky enough to be awarded a deal, I've got to know as a broker that you've got the pieces in place to be able to get this done 30 to 45 days, 45 to 60 days, which as you know, time goes extremely quickly once you get that deal under contract. So I want to know who's your attorney. I want to know who's doing your title work. I want to know what kind of due diligence do you require? What kind of contingencies are a must for you? What are not a must? I'd like to get detailed. I mean, certainly we want to be timely because we have to go back to the thought that all brokers right now are extremely busy. So let's not take up an hour and a half of the broker's time in in giving these details. But I think it's great to maybe kind of put that information together and say, hey, look, I'm really serious. So please, when you get this, give me a call and we're ready to make a move. And we're very knowledgeable. We're very realistic as well. Okay. So showing you really that we have those team members in place, letting you talk to that person who's done a few deals that we're teaming up with most likely, or the person that at least is bringing the debt or signing or how we're raising the capital, things like that. You understand that you need to know some of that so you know that we're serious up front, right? Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, the other thing too, of course, is your financing. I mean, we, I want to know in somewhat detail that you've got a line to a very attractive piece of financing that's going to work because I really don't want to go 30 days, 40 days down the line and have to have a story where, look, we beat out 13 other buyers on this deal, but we can't do it because that kills my reputation as a broker. And certainly if you kill the reputation of a broker, by not being able to do the deal because of your own fault, whether it's financing or whatever, then it's probably very unlikely that you're going to get more opportunities in the future. So it's all kind of, you know, you've got to prove your capabilities. And that seller is trusting that you're kind of helping them through this process as well, right? And if if it doesn't happen, it kind of puts a, a black eye on you to them, doesn't it? Well, and the other thing too, is that a lot of times buyers can piggyback on the credibilities of brokers. If you have a broker who has a very high credibility in a market, you being represented by them then are elevated to a point where you're going to be awarded opportunities that wouldn't have been awarded to you otherwise. So that's the other thing that brokers are considering is like, all right, I've got this reputation to continue to uphold. And you are basically my lifeline to continue upholding that. So it's a very, it's kind of a delicate balance and brokers are taking this into consideration with each and every deal. So you mentioned earlier Making your life easier. So explain that a little bit. How do I make your life easier? Give me some details of how to do that. Sure. So one of the things is obviously, as you know, the business is extremely detailed. There's many moving parts. You really need to be sophisticated to be able to do this, to be able to do transactions on a high level, 
you really need to know what you're doing. So if I'm sending over financials, if I'm sending over a financial analysis, I really expect you to know the basics and beyond. And really, I need you to be able to kind of hold that within. And obviously, you need to have some assistance from the broker. And so maybe there's some identification of items that may be missing, or maybe, you know, there's some intangible knowledge that needs to be filled in by that broker. But I particularly don't want to go through a line item by line item sort of rent roll analysis, particularly per deal, unless we're looking at due diligence and such. I mean, that's something that I offer my clients is further above and beyond sort of analysis once we're under contract. But I can't sit here and analyze every single deal for you on your behalf prior to going under contract because there's simply not enough time in the day. So that's just one example. But having a baseline and really, I think, beyond a baseline understanding and sophistication and knowledge of what you're doing is certainly going to make any broker's life much easier. So tell me about the first conversation. So, you know, I'm calling you, you know, I look Louisville, Kentucky, real estate, looking for apartments, whatever. All of a sudden, Tyler pops up. I see your number. See, you've done some deals. Okay. You know, I should connect with Tyler. What are you looking for in that first conversation? Or help me to stand out. What's a way that I can stand out in your mind on the first conversation or maybe the first time we meet for coffee? Sure. Well, it's great. I mean, honestly, right now, the first thing that I want to hear from somebody is, hey, I'm so-and-so. I have this experience. I'm easy to do business with. I'm looking for X, Y, and Z. And it's very specific because, you know, the more vague that you are, the less I'm going to remember you. The less, you know, certainly we've got our CRMs. We talked about that on our last show is we've got our CRMs. We've got our note-taking systems where we're taking down the proper information. However, you know, if you're saying, hey, I'm looking for 100 to 300 units in Louisville, send me everything you got. That's probably not going to stick out to me when that 125 unit B class deal in X, Y, and Z submarket came up because you were 100 to 300 units. That's not specific enough. So I want you to be specific. And I want you to tell me, you know, I want you to be realistic as well. I want you to show me your market knowledge. Don't call me saying you're looking for an 11 cap A class deal. That's obviously doesn't exist in the market. So show me your knowledge and show me that you're quick. Show me that you're someone who's not going to take 45 minutes on the phone with me every single time we talk, unless we truly are going through an intense negotiation and such. So I think showing respect, showing knowledge, showing that you're easy to do business with, those are sort of the things that I want to see from that initial discussion. Our guest is Lee Kaiser. Thanks for being on the show, Lee. Thanks, Whitney. Lee is a principal and co-founder of Kaiser Group, Chicago's leading multifamily brokerage firm. Kaiser Group celebrated its 15th year anniversary earlier this year. Lee has brokered more than $4 billion in multifamily transactions in his career. Lee, thank you so much for your time. Grateful to have you on the show. You, I mean, you are such a big part of this business. I mean, you, you're somebody that everybody that's listening needs to understand how to work with and what your role is, what your job is, because we uh, hopefully we are calling you or somebody in your position at some time soon, right? And and working <laughs> with somebody like yourself. So we're, you know, we can buy buy a property. So, but welcome again, give the listeners a little more about who you are and maybe you know, what you do in this business and let's jump in. Sure. Thanks for having me on. Like you said before, my company started 15 years ago. I've been in the business for 23 years, have only done multifamily brokerage my whole career. So over a thousand transactions and my role is a facilitator. It's a consultant and advisor to both the seller and the buyer 
So I'm usually my company or myself, we're hired by an owner of a property to value it, let them know what we anticipate the market value would be. And then we are hired to market that, promote it, collect offers from prospective purchasers and advise the seller on the feasibility of a sale. Nice. Well, you know, let's jump into that a little bit. Just help the listener. I know sometimes also, you know, especially when someone's just getting into the business, you know, the first few conversations with someone like yourself is kind of daunting, right? You know, I'm afraid I'm going to say the wrong thing. I want to build this relationship and it'd be a good relationship, but I'm afraid that, you know, it won't be taken seriously or maybe I don't have enough experience, all those things. Maybe you could just speak to that a little bit. If someone's calling you, they're just getting into this business, things you're looking for in that conversation as a potential buyer. I know, I know you're working with sellers and I want to talk about that next, but are there things or ways that you could guide that new potential buyer a little bit in those conversations with someone like yourself? Sure. I think it's important. Well, be prepared for questions like sources of capital, meaning the broker may be as bold as to just say, do you have enough cash to buy this? Usually someone a little bit more tactful would ask about the capital you have available for an acquisition and what that would look like. So typically the broker is going to be, if you're new to the business, the broker is going to be asking qualifying questions. They're basically seeking some insight to your credibility as an investor. I think that it is critical, especially if you're a syndicator and and you will be going out perhaps once you have identified a target to raise the capital for that acquisition, that you disclose that. And it's important for the the broker to understand that a professional broker will not be disqualifying of that, but rather would be embracing of that and would probably seek to understand your plans better and could advise whether or not the subject property or the particular seller client is a good match for that kind of process. But they'll ask a lot of questions about your qualifications as an investor. They'll probably also start probing your experience with the property type. Do you understand mechanical structures in the building? Do you understand the architecture and the repairs needed, etc.? And this is all going toward understanding who you are as an investor and the probability that the property you're currently analyzing is a match. Nice. No, that's. And that should be expected for sure, right? I mean, that that broker or someone like yourself is going to be asking those qualifying questions. Any other questions that that individual should be prepared for? And maybe even before there's a deal in mind, maybe we're just reaching out to say, hey, Lee, I saw you on LoopNet. You seem like a, you know, a very active broker and someone I wanted to connect to. What should they be prepared for, even if there's not a specific property in mind, just to begin the relationship? I think the more you can explain to a broker, someone who specializes in the product type you're interested in in purchasing, and and I think we're talking about multifamily here, the more you can disclose or are comfortable with, depending on the person with whom you're, you're speaking, of course, goals, business plan, target range of acquisition, general areas you'd be interested in, and mainly professing what you don't know. And I think the more forthcoming you are with your spectrum of knowledge, with where you are in your trajectory, a good broker will help fill in those gaps for you, can actually be instrumental in helping you build a plan with a higher probability of effectuating it. 
So you got to step out and have some of those conversations, right? Even if the first one's not very successful. Yeah. And it's a double-edged sword for a buyer because most times that broker is indeed a seller's representative and is hired to achieve a certain end. But a good broker is uh, not a salesperson, uh, but a like I said in the beginning, a facilitator. They advise, they consult. Every single client we speak with is ultimately going to be selling the property that they are buying. And so it's more of a role where you are an investment advisor, not a salesperson, if you're a, a true professional. So those who have some track record and credibility in my industry can pretty quickly sift through someone who is serious about investing. And I actually have very much enjoyed my journey with many clients from their very first properties when I knew a whole lot more than they did to years later, I'm, I'm learning all kinds of things from these people and what they've experienced. And it's a, it's a great relationship over time. So I would say my advice is, if you feel you have the right person, be as forthcoming as possible and trust in some guidance that this person can give you. Yeah, no, great advice. And I love that it's a it's a long-term relationship, right? I mean, we hope to do many deals with the same brokers and, and you know, working together. But, you know, I would also add, and I've, I've heard other people say this as well, and, you know, if you're wanting to buy properties in Chicago and Lee's the guy you're wanting to connect with, but you haven't had conversations with a broker yet, call a broker in Birmingham or Dallas or somewhere else to kind of get some reps under your belt first. Would, would you say that's advisable, Lee? Absolutely. I think a lot of the principles of investment in multifamily are consistent across different markets. Each one has its idiosyncrasies and you have to adapt to those local systems and ways of investing. But generally, advice will hold true across geographic regions. So yeah, call somebody in Chicago like me just to find out more about how investments are handled. Whether you ever choose to invest there or not is not relevant. You don't need to tell the broker, I'm never coming to Chicago. (laughs) But no, I actually talk with people all around the country who call seeking advice. They'll find me on LoopNet. They'll find me through situations like this that our publicist has set me up to speak with. And I'm happy to talk with anyone, anywhere, just about any time. It's a business of networking and building relationships. So most of those people I, I speak with are not ultimately going to be client direct clients of mine but i know someone in a new area i'm able to refer they're able to refer and we're all in the same industry thank you for being with us again today i hope that you have learned a lot from the show don't forget to like and subscribe i hope you're telling your friends about the real estate syndication show and how they can also build wealth in real estate you can also go to lifebridgecapital.com and start investing today 